Coming up on today's show, what happens when you try to build something and you don't have the foundation set? We're going to discuss this and more on the next Moody and 40. So in today's show, we're going to talk a lot about a foundation. What does that look like? What is a foundation exactly? And what are different ways that you could look at it? You know, so often people talk about, okay, I need to, I want to build something. I want to go into a business. I want to start a relationship. I want to make something better. I want to analyze something, you know, whatever it may be. So as we start to build that, you need to absolutely have that foundation to set the stage. It has to be something that you can build upon. Uh, I've seen numerous examples out there. uh, One of which I like a lot is a skyscraper. So if you think of a skyscraper in any city, you know, you walk into it, you have that lobby and on the lobby level, you might have receptionists, you might have storefronts, cafeterias, whatever it may be. uh, But that serves as the bottom floor of the building. And then every level of the building from there on is some other layer that adds to that building. You might have one one floor is financial services, one floor is a real estate firm, one floor is engineers. You know, you have restaurants mixed in, usually an observation tower on the top. And so with these things, everything has to be built exactly right to have it function as a building. Now, with our, if we're going to apply this to different aspects of our life, obviously, it's tough to do everything perfectly right. We're human beings. Things don't happen uh, in a perfect way more often than not. So, you know, I want to talk about that building uh, in, a, in a metaphorical way uh, when it comes to your career, your family, a company that you're trying to build, relationships that you have, uh, basically your life and and what that looks like and and where you want to go. So in previous episodes, we've talked about, you know, the grass being greener or the grass not being greener, you know, the road you've taken to get where you've gotten and, you know, how that's worked out. A lot of, a lot of coaching that's done uh, this is one major turnoff that I find with it. You know, a lot of people are out there selling, Hey, come to my seminar and pay thousands of dollars. Uh, and I'll teach you how to do this. And to me, you know, it's complete BS. I mean, the whole coaching industry is predicated on people that are out there selling a dream. And, and what is that? I mean, you already know what your unique vision is, what you want to accomplish. Uh, I don't know about you. I I just, I don't want to go pay somebody to sit in a room or sit in an auditorium. And, you know, you've seen the videos, maybe you've been to things like this. And again, I'm not putting it down for people that enjoy it. It's just not really my thing. I'm not going to go sit in a room with people with their hands in the air and, you know, just basically listening to other people tell me uh, their story of hope you know, great. If that's what you need, that's good. That isn't what this podcast is about. Uh, I'm really trying to help get through to people that want to do something and they want to do it with hard work. I think there's a big difference between hopes 
and hard work. Uh, and so there's a lot of talented people out there and a lot of that hype, you know, of offering hope, I, I think falls short. So personally, I would like to try to help you get to a point where the reality of it is you have to build a foundation. That's where everything is going to start. It's not going to start by somebody selling you a line of hope. Uh, hope, I, I think, is, is just kind of an excuse of, hey, I want to get to this point and I'm going to do it. But what are you really doing? What are the steps you've taken to do this? And so that's where I want to go today. So I think you could, you know, chart out on a piece of paper exactly what your pillars of your foundation look like. Uh, but I think in a generic sense, there's four things that people are looking for in their life. Uh, and your order of priority may be a little bit different, uh, but I would say it's probably health finances or wealth, however you want to look at that, your career and your relationships. And those relationships will be, I would say, three-tiered. One with yourself, one with your significant other, your inter intimate relationship, and then one with family and friends. We'll, we'll break down that way. Maybe, maybe look at it more as friends so we don't confuse the intimate relationship side too much. But I think those four things are a great place to start if you're looking to really build out your foundation. And, you know, if you think of even building a house, if you've built a house in the past, that house, you know, typically you renovate kitchens, bathrooms, living rooms, put a new roof on, you know, maybe if you live in a place where you have a basement, uh, you finish the basement. But the one thing you never really hear about is the foundation. You know, we ripped out the foundation and put in a new one. Typically, that foundation, once it's laid, it, it stays there. So this is one advantage that I think we have uh, getting outside of doing building from that sense, but doing the building within our life. We could rip our foundation out and redo the foundation. Now, easier said than done. I mean, from the time you're born to whatever age you are right now that you're listening, you have become a collection of everything you've learned from the time you were born to the present day. And a lot of that was predicated on what you learned as a kid. You know, learning as an adult versus learning as a child uh, is two very different things. I mean, learning as an adult, you know, everything is on you. You're forming your own opinion. Uh, as a kid, a lot of it is coming from influences like teachers, parents, other family members, you know, and, and those are our thoughts and, and the belief system that we develop. In, tune, in turn, that becomes the foundation that gets built. And as we get older, we might start to say, hey, that foundation isn't working for me. That, that doesn't make sense. So <clears throat> let's, uh, let's take a look at the health part of this first. So with the health part of it, there's a lot that I think you could stuff into the, to the foundational piece of health. You know, the things that come to mind first are what, what are your vitals? You know, what's your blood pressure? What's your weight? Uh, taking it from the most literal form, going to a doctor and hearing the feedback that a doctor gives you. You could look at that as part of health. But also as part of health, I think it's important. What are you doing to keep yourself sane? You know, I mean, the, the name of this podcast is Moody and 40. I'm at a point in my life where I'm in the middle of my life. 
hopefully. And in that, you know, it's easy to lose sight of things that kind of keep things fresh for you. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a groove right now of, you know, working hard, but spending a lot of time as a dad, a lot of time as a husband and not as much time as I'd like to on things that I like to do. You know, I, I like to fly airplanes. I like to play golf. I love to follow uh, Boston sports. I like to write uh, this podcast has become a hobby for me. Uh, so there's things that I enjoy doing, but at this point in my life, uh, and I'm sure many others that are out there listening, it it's hard to find time to do that. I think from a foundational perspective, you need to find time to do that. Uh, and you need to prioritize what those things are. So maybe it's that thing you've talked about always doing every year. You know, I want to do X, Y, or Z. Maybe take the time to do that and, and see how that affects your well-being or your health. Uh, the other thing that I think is important, and this is something I studied quite a bit in coaching, is being able to uh, practice mindfulness. You know, And the way I like to look at that is try to differentiate between conscious and unconscious thinking. The things that you always have been programmed to do is your unconscious thought. The things that really you take a step back and say, why do I wear these clothes? Why do I drive this particular route when I go somewhere? Uh, Why do I own this particular type of car? What are the things that go into that? I mean, you could basically ask a question about every decision you make every day. That question of why I think is really important uh, to understand why you're doing the things you're doing. So being mindful of your decisions, being mindful of how you treat other people, being mindful of how you're carrying yourself on a daily basis. Uh, And finally, you know, spirituality, it's almost a taboo subject at this point in time. Do you believe in God? Do you not believe in God? Uh, It's not for me, not, not up to me to make that decision for you. Everyone has strong beliefs. Uh, on their on that particular part of their spiritual side, but embrace that. You know, even if even if you're someone that uh, doesn't believe in a religion, you know, what do you believe in? Uh, if you do believe in a religion, what is it that you find to be that's bigger than yourself? And, and I think that ties, you know, really strongly into the health side of things. Uh, oftentimes, if you're having a bad day, a bad week, a bad month you say, what is this all for? I've been there. I've been there many times. And it's easy to fall off that cliff into why is it that I'm doing what I'm doing? You know, why, what, what is making this go? So I think, you know, analyzing the health part, asking those questions to yourself, uh, figuring out, you know, like for me, a big thing was just weight. Uh, I had always been, you know, when I was in the military, I'd always been between 160 and 165 pounds. Um, they had a limit, obviously, when we were in the military of what you could be. For my height, it was 184. And then you would score out points for optimal weight. And so I would always try to score that out when we did like a, a physical fitness test. Uh, then I got out of the military and it's easy to let that slide. I, I went up to 210. Actually, the highest I was was 220. Uh, and finally this past year, my wife and I decided, you know, enough is enough. She had, 
uh, gotten the heaviest she had been. I was the heaviest I had ever been. And we both lost upwards of 40 pounds uh, since last year. So got back into that weight that I felt comfortable in. And to me, that is a foundational piece. I feel better. All my health vitals are better. My clothes fit more, you know, fit nicely. I feel good about myself when I look in the mirror. I learned how to eat differently uh, and trained, kind of retrained my brain on how to do that. So that's a perfect example of a foundational piece, finding something that works for you and going for it. But all these different things on the health side, uh, I think, you know, this probably to me is the most important piece of the foundation that you can set. Uh, and obviously the other things I talked about within that are, are vitally important as well. Uh, the next one I'll talk about is wealth. So foundation for wealth. This is probably the easiest topic to turn off everybody on the podcast. You know, nobody wants to hear that you're not doing well financially. And then when you gloat about how well you're doing financially, that's almost as big of a turnoff. This is a tricky one. You know, I mean, I think this is really, really hard. Because a lot of us are dealt a hand where, you know, maybe we didn't come from money. Uh, other people, they came from a lot of money. So right then, you're, you're not starting out a race on equal footing. You've got one person that is at the 50-yard line, another person that's all the way back at the end zone, and always feels like they're playing catch-up. Um, you know, I think... You, the first part of the foundational piece to this for, for wealth is judgment. Don't judge yourself. You know, you are where you are. Maybe you're doing really well and you've, you've got all your investments lined up. Your mortgage is nearly paid off. You've got a good amount of income coming in. You know, things are looking good. I think for a good majority of people, you know, they they find themselves somewhere else on the spectrum. Um, especially with what we just went through with COVID. People were losing their jobs. Uh, business wasn't booming like it was just previous to that. <clears throat> and it hard, it's hard. And, you know, for me, uh, I talked about in my first episode, you know, I took a chance to go out on my own and it didn't work out the way that I wanted to. Then you compound that with a few other bad decisions. Uh, and then you add COVID as kind of the cherry on top. I found myself in pretty substantial debt for the first time in my life. And it was not a comfortable place to be. And it never fails when you hear, uh, when you feel yourself in this place, you hear other people talk about, you know, oh, my 401k has $700,000 in it. And I just paid off my, uh, you know, pre-funded my kid's 529 plan for college savings. And you start to feel about one inch tall because you just don't even want to hear it. Um, having said that, you know, I mentioned a few seconds ago, this, this is hard and you can make this, you can really choose your hard. You can do something about it and take the debt and work and work and work at it to get rid of it. Or you can go further into debt. An easier way to look at it is if you were at the very beginning of your adult life and you had two choices. Let's just say you had uh, zero debt and you were just starting out. You know, saving is hard and it takes discipline. Getting into debt is easy, but getting out is hard. So you really have to choose the hard that you want to go with on this. You know, you can 
You could be the the saver and be disciplined, uh, even if you are in a bad situation. Uh, and I would consider what I just came out of a pretty bad situation. I could continue to just spend and not have the money to come in to cover it, or you know, create a plan. Every little thing counts. I mean, there's a million different ways out there to do it. You have a job, you can get a second job, you can have a permanent, uh, you know, side hustle or or whatever you're looking at, uh, and and you can look at how you're spending money. I guarantee, at least I'll speak from my experience, looking at how I was spending money. I was spending money like a guy that was making, you know, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, but not taking into account that I couldn't keep up with it. And so we establish a lifestyle, and that lifestyle gets easily uh, entrenched in how we do things. And suddenly, you got to learn to cut back. So, you know, on the wealth side, I think from a foundational perspective, you have to analyze your situation. If it's going great. That's fantastic, but there's probably other things that you could do to keep that foundation strong. You know, maybe um, talk to the person that's your financial advisor and have them take a look at where everything is. If they're managing everything, you know, maybe maybe have a second opinion. Maybe have somebody else take a look at what you're doing and see if there's anything else you could add to it. If you're in a world of hurt uh, or somewhere not as bad, you know, at this point, it's like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Uh, bankruptcy, you know, talk to somebody about that. Hopefully it's not that far and you can look at it as, okay, what can we afford to do? Let's put it on paper. I'm a huge advocate of putting all of that on paper and coming up with a plan and sticking to it and have someone hold you accountable to do that. So with that, you know, I think the biggest takeaway is you got to choose your hard because one goes one direction, one goes the other. If you're choosing your, if you're going into debt and that's easy to do, the getting out is hard. If you're saving, that's hard. But as you save enough, now you start to see things like compound interest and that becomes easy to watch the cash flow in. So I think it's a matter of just choosing which way you want to go. Uh, obviously, you know which way you want to go, but how do you get to that disciplined place and how do you get yourself out of the out of the debt and the bad financial decisions you make? So wealth, a tricky one, but the foundational piece, I think is pretty clear to do there. You just have to find the foundation that works. Uh, the third one is career. So, you know, this podcast stems from the, the whole career side of things and, you know, life is short. Yeah. I think I said in in the last podcast or the one before, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. I'm not going to say it's a mistake to go out on your own or it's a mistake to stay in corporate life or whatever the decision is that you've made. But I think for this foundational piece, you owe it to yourself to do what you want to do and figure out how you want to do it. Uh, This, I think, comes in even if you don't want to start your own business I think it's vitally important to write out a business plan, uh, even if it just applies to your career. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? How do you want to get there? How are you going to surround yourself with the resources to do that? Whether that be people within your current job that lift you up and, and make you feel supported and 
teach you things and make sure you, you know, pushing you to always do better. Maybe it's not the nicest person in the world. Some of the best people that I've ever had around me at work uh, have pushed me the hardest. They knew how to push my buttons. They knew how to get under my skin. Uh, I'd, I'd be pissed and, you know, didn't want to talk to him, but behind the scenes, I was working harder than I've ever worked in my life. So, you know, don't just gravitate to the people that tell you what you want to hear. Find a couple of people that tell you what you don't want to hear because it's the truth and make that, you know, part of that support foundational piece for your career uh, that gets you going in that direction. If you do want to go out on your own and you want to create your own thing, research it, research it over and over and over again. Uh, get opinions from people that have been out there and done it, that have had successful businesses. What worked for them? What didn't work for them? Uh, who do they recommend working with in terms of the support side from a finance perspective, uh, from even a, a, a spiritual type perspective? You know, what what's worked well for them? Maybe it's uh, therapy. You know, people people are quick to discount therapy, like, oh, you know, nothing's wrong with me. Uh, I'll tell you, more people that I've talked to have gone through pretty intensive therapy for different issues and come out the other side feeling like a million bucks. So I think that is a, another thing you could potentially look at there with any of these things. Uh, but, you know, the career side is important. If, if you're going to you're going to need something to sustain you every day uh, financially and it's going to have to feed into you and that's going to affect your health how much money you make, and finally, the fourth one, which is relationships. This, you know, to me is obviously important, but what is it or who is it that's going to feed everything within my soul that's going to make me feel good every day and what's going to crush it? You know, I saw, I saw this thing online the other day and it, I really thought about it for a while and it was a, a math teacher in an elementary school class had written the multiplication tables for the number nine up on a chalkboard. And she put, you know, nine times nine is 81, nine times eight is 72, all the way down to nine times one equals seven. And from that, you know, the whole point of the story was that the kids behind her and, and even adults, you know, you, you see this situation present itself, especially when you're in a group of people. And it, it always leaves me shaking my head as an adult that we still do the same thing that these students would have done in this class. But they were all laughing, you know, behind, behind her back because the first equation was wrong. And the teacher, you know, came back and said, I wrote that on purpose because I wanted you to learn something important. That was for you to know how the world out there will treat you. You can see in the previous equations that she wrote the right, the right multiplication table nine times. None of them congratulated her for knowing it. They all laughed and criticized her because of the one wrong thing that she did. So, you know, she went on to say that the, the whole lesson in it is that people are never going to appreciate the good that you do more often than not. I mean, there's always going to be some people that are good people and, and recognize it and say it and usually remember those people. But more often than not, that's expected. People are going to expect you uh, to do that good thing. But the one time you screw up, you know, that one time that you didn't do exactly what you were supposed to do, people don't let you forget it. And, and my takeaway on relationships in that example would be this, you know, 
focus your energy on the people that pointed out to you that you did the other nine equations right and try to distance yourself from the person that, hey, you did that one thing wrong. Because there are going to be so many people out there that are there to tell you when you do something wrong. And I think for relationships, especially, you know, as I found myself getting older, when I when I was younger, and I think, you know, this is the case for most kids, you want to surround yourself with as many people as you can. You want to feel popular. You want to feel wanted. You want a title. You want to be seen um, as kind of in the it crowd and, and be a part of that. I think as I've gotten older, you know, my friendship circle has shrunk. I've fallen out of touch with a lot of people and a lot of those people did nothing wrong. You know, it's just, I think for me, as I got older, I started to just really focus in on relationships that uh, really gave a lot back to me. You know, people that made me think, challenged me, uh, brought out my best, you know, wanted me to be the best I could be. Even if they didn't expressly say that, I could tell that they cared and they wanted that. And, and, and you know, and you look for different things of how that feels. And, and I think for all of these four pillars of a foundation to work, this is the one that when you're having your worst day, you can reach out to one of these people that you're in a relationship with and know that they've got your back. And whether it was something that happened at your job, something financially that went wrong, maybe you've been diagnosed with something health-wise or you know, you're struggling through a mental illness or whatever it may be, the relationship side is what's really going to help to spin that back on track uh, more quickly than anything else. Finally, you know, I think being a big sports guy, this is probably the one thing that drives me the most crazy. Uh, I'll pick on myself. You know, I I think too often we feel that how we're made up, what our foundation consists of, is exactly what we have to continue to build off. You know, it goes back to what I was talking about before uh, in the last podcast about victim energy. You know, we basically relegate ourselves to thinking, hey, this is who you are. This is how you've been built. This is how it has to continue to be. Uh, and you know, people people have given me shit for a long time on, you know, oh look at Chris, he's he's lived all over. You know, where are you going to move to next? You know, you grew up in Boston, you lived in Arizona. You, you know, part of it was I was in the military, but part of it is because I'm stubborn and I like to experience different things. You know, move from. Florida to Georgia to California to Hawaii back to Florida. You know, I like to, I guess I didn't know it at the time, but I like to reset my foundation. To me, you know, if I just stayed in the foundation that I initially was given, uh, my life would be completely different right now. Uh, it would be predicated on a lot of different things that I don't really believe in anymore. But, you know, I think that's the beauty of having choice you have the choice to build your foundation. And if the foundation you find yourself under right now uh, sucks, for lack of a better word, you have the opportunity to look at these four pillars of a foundation and say, how can I make this better? You know, in sports, you, you think about um, like being a Patriots fan, okay? I that That's a big thing for me. We 
had an incredible run over 20 years, uh, basically more or less of championship level football. And now what do you do? You know, in sports, they call that a rebuild. We need to go ahead and rebuild the team and, and make a championship caliber again. Well, why can't you do that within your own life? You know, and, and that's what I would challenge you to do. If you're listening to this and you say, yeah, my foundation just isn't set the way that I want it to, rebuild it. It's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be a challenge to go through some of these things. You're going to have to ask yourself questions that are going to be uncomfortable, but rebuild it. You know, what's holding you back to do that? The other thing you could you I like to use a lot of visual things like this, but you could think of it as if you're in a poker game. You know, one guy get might get dealt aces, another guy might get dealt a five-two offsuit or a six-two offsuit. Uh it, it depends, you know. Are you gonna sit and try to chase a straight or are you gonna toss your cards in the middle and and reboot this thing? So, you know, I think for me the foundational piece of whatever it is that you're trying to do uh, is incredibly important because if you do not set the foundation, everything that's going to come after this and, and where I'd like to go next in the next episode is culture. You know, you can't establish a culture if you don't have a foundation. And so to me, these are going to be the, the two big things that I build upon in any of those things. Uh, but life, you know, is the resultant of health, wealth, career, and relationships. You can add whatever other things in there that you feel are most important, but I picked on those four because I think they're probably the most generic and they make the most sense. But um, I hope this gives you something to think about this weekend. I thank you for listening and uh, look forward to talking to you next week about the importance of culture. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon.